0: This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. It's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke.
2: This is our very first episode as Locatora Radio for the Michael Cultura Network. We're beyond thrilled. We're in a legitimate studio space and we have not seen the inside of one of these in many years.
0: Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura podcast network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators make sure you never get faked over. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit eBay.com for terms. Let me
2: guess. Unknown caller.
0: Welcome in to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know
3: about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. The New Orleans
0: Pelicans podcast starts right now.
1: Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by by SeatGeek, I am Joe Cardosi, joined by Mr. Jim Eichenhofer. Uh We are well. There's a lot to talk about, honestly, uh, between the game tonight, which because we're on another back-to-back, and between the big win last night that I think people are still a buzz about. If I can use a, a nice, uh, fun word there, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's what. What more to focus on, Jim? I. And also we have a big mystery guest. It's a big day. It's a
2: big this, day. This certainly is. You know, I think we should probably start with the Bulls game just because, you know, we're recording this uh, a few hours before tip off. With we respect. want respect. Get that in there before um, the game starts. Um, unfortunately, there's some negative news. I know we're excited about the pod today, but uh, Zion Williamson has been ruled out of the game against the Bulls. He'll miss his second straight game. With uh, the the leg injury that he has, hopefully we'll get to see him back maybe by Friday or some point in the near future. But that's that's a negative. But it's um, a bummer. Looking forward to without him though. Um, the Pelicans trying to follow up on what they did last night against Memphis. Um, they played the Bulls actually exactly a week ago in Chicago, uh, a game where Brandon Ingram was very quiet through the first three quarters and then had 16 points in the fourth quarter and just took over. I think of those 16 points, it was something like 14 of them were in just the last five minutes of the game. So it's kind of a part of a trend recently where the Pelicans have been a lot better in the fourth quarter and had some, they've had put together some really good stats in the, in the, like I said, the last quarter and clutch time when the, some of these games have con- gone down to the last few minutes. So um hoping to see more of that, but uh, it should be an interesting game against the Bulls. They've got DeMar DeRozan is off to a great start this year. Uh, Zach, they have Zach Levine. They actually have a couple guys also out with injury that are pretty key between Lonzo Ball, who hasn't played yet this season, and Kobe White, who's kind of a six-man scorer off the bench. Neither of those guys are going to play tonight. They're just like Zion, they're also out due to injuries for the game. But uh should be uh should be an interesting game. Um Pelicans are two and one on this homestand, trying to close this out with a couple more wins and, yeah. and finish this off with with a, a really good record. Um, I mean, they're eight and six right now going into Wednesday's game, and uh, they're actually not too far behind a, a bunch of other teams that are in the standings. So I mean, there's a chance over the next few days that they could get a couple more wins and maybe even move up the standings a little bit.
1: Yeah, you know, my wife was actually asking me. She's like on the back to back. She's not that versed in basketball, right? But she that's was okay. Like, are, are the Bulls good? And I was like, I, yeah. They have Zach Levine, and that's right. all he—that's all they need on any given yeah. night. Like you know, yeah. sure the Pelicans have beaten some good teams, and they've lost to some bad teams. So mm-hmm. I don't know how to handicap it, sweetie. I'm not—I'm
2: <laughs> not betting tonight. It's good to know that she listens to the show. By the yeah, way, that you glued to the pod. Yeah. The, well, the Bulls are six and eight, so I mean, kind of a flip of the Pelicans' record. They've had some ups and downs. They've had some really good wins. They beat Boston, which is one of the few teams that have done that. Um, but I think their plan going into the season, or at least during the summer when they were expecting Lonzo ball or hoping Lonzo ball would be ready for the, for the year was that they would be, you know, maybe one of those teams that could compete for top six in the East and avoid the play in tournament. They finished, I believe sixth exactly last year. Um, but I mean, the way things are going right now, it's going to be really tough for them to, you know, avoid the play in tournament and let alone even get in with how deep the East is. So. I'm not really sure what to expect from them. They're one of those teams that's kind of in the middle of the NBA where on any given night they could look really good or, right. or struggle.
1: Yeah, I feel like, uh, again, Levine always goes all for us. He's Graff's nemesis. He always dreads <laughs> uh, any time that, that we play against the Bulls. Uh, good luck also to uh, Lonzo Ball. You know, hope he gets better soon. I know he's been dealing with that injury forever. Now that that's out of the way. Jim, can you see the atmosphere? Can you see the the lights in the room are a little dimmer? There's a fog machine. We have hmm. a mystery guest today.
2: Wow, this is exciting. I, I'm really looking forward to this. I can't wait to end this this drama, this tension in, yeah. in the room. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to finding out who it is.
1: Yeah, I'm so, sorry to anyone who works
2: at the Pelicans or Saints facility who is
1: listening to this. There was extra security today. Uh, a bunch of armored guards and whatnot, certain entrances you couldn't get through, all to protect the identity of our mystery guest. Uh, So we'll find out who that is after this. All right. I think the people are settled. I think they're ready to find out who the mystery guest is.
2: Hey Joe, how's it going? It's great to be here.
1: Yes, it's good to have you, man. I mean, crazy pomp and circumstance, uh, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you you able to to join us. I,
2: I think for my appearance, it may have been a little over the top to have the fog machine and the extra security, but but I appreciate the fact that you you definitely left nothing to chance and made sure yeah. that everything was. Was all set.
1: Yeah, no, I did that. I don't know who's going to pay the bill, but uh, hopefully <laughs> not on us. I don't know. I don't know how things work around here. Uh, so, yeah, Jim is is our mystery guest uh, once again. Uh, look, here's a little peek behind the podcast curtain. I'm just going to be honest with you people. Sometimes if you have a kid, they get sick. In fact, it happens all the time. My son is sick right now, and daycare said when I walked in with him this morning, hey, you can't come in here with him. He had a fever yesterday. And it threw everything off. So our guests had uh, all kind of conflicts because of uh, my son being sick and and timing stuff. So Jim was gracious enough to bless me with his time today and well, his knowledge. Really. Well,
2: I, I hope your son feels better. And uh, but I'm very glad to be the uh, the guest, and I, I'm looking forward to the conversation we're going to have about a spectacular. I thought evening for the pelicans.
1: Yeah, if anything, I thought the fog machines, the lights, and all the extra security was worth it just because that wind felt good,
2: man. It really did. it really did. <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, in in so many different ways. I thought that not only were there some short-term things that happened that were really positive developments, but just also other things that bode really well with at the top of my list being the Performance that CJ McCollum had. Yeah. Where he started off the season, he you know, needed that. slumping with his shooting. We all know that he's one of the most prolific, efficient scorers in the NBA. I mean, for a guy who takes throughout his career, he's, he takes a lot of threes. He still shoots around 40% from three. I mean, there aren't that many guys in the league that do that. A lot of those guys that are up there in that stratosphere are spot up shooters. Maybe they take three or four a game. Your, your Seth Curry's, your Joe Harris types. But um, to see him end up with 30 points, make seven three-pointers, both of those were season highs. I'm looking forward to seeing how he builds on this. I mean, I I thought it was kind of a matter of time before he started getting hot from three-point range. And uh, so that that was big. I mean, also, once again, Jose Alvarado played great. Doing Jose things, man. And I think the pairing that he and CJ have – where they've played to get, played them together a lot in the fourth quarter recently has really paid off. Um, the last two games Pelicans just dominated in the fourth quarter. And I, I noted in one of the things I wrote today that CJ has played all 12 minutes of the last two fourth quarters. Jose would have played all 12 minutes of the last two fourth quarters. However, Mr. Kevin Porter jr. Had something to say about that in the game Saturday, And so Jose ended up 11 seconds shy of Uh, playing the entire fourth quarter on Saturday against Houston. But, um, it was something that pairing together, that duo was something that, that the players and coach talked about after the game last night, that they're really seeing some good results from that. And, uh, Jose on his own, I think has been a a great story with how he's played lately, but it'll be fun to see, you know, if they keep going to those guys and those two guys in the fourth quarter and, and, uh, Larry Nance also talked about. I'm sure a lot of people saw. He gave a really good breakdown about why those two guys are are a good combination, and uh, yeah, he did. And it's been that's one of the one of the big reasons why they're on a two game winning streak and looking to try to make it three tonight.
1: And, and let's be honest, Ja Morant. I mean he he got his uh, he got 36 points, mm-hmm. and honestly, I had called that at the lunch table before the game. <laughs> uh, but it was it was nice to see Jose on Ja making plays and whatnot, you know, to, to see Jose on John Morant, you know, a guy who was on a two way last year, such a shot of energy into the building every time he hits the floor, it feels like,
2: and you know, you're right that John Morant had got his numbers. He put up a big game of 36 points. He's, he did what he's done against the Pelicans a bunch and pretty much the entire NBA. But from a positive standpoint, defensively for new Orleans, I thought he was, he was much less effective in the fourth quarter than he had been in the first three quarters, um, they did a better job of swarming him uh, when he was driving to the to the rim. Dyson Daniels had a great block of, of him on the baseline. That was definitely one of the plays that made the highlight reel. So um, he had a couple turnovers, I think, at least one or two in the fourth quarter as well. So he had his way for most of the night, but in the fourth quarter, which has been the Pelicans bread and butter lately, he was not quite as good. And I think that was a huge reason why they were able to win the fourth quarter and win the game.
1: And I was a bit worried uh, because when the Pelicans came out of the half uh, in the third quarter, it it looked again like they have in the past few games, like they were they were sleepwalking a bit, Mm -hmm. like they had left themselves back in the in the locker room. Uh, And another slow start, it seemed. And then they were able to kick it into gear. Um, and again, like you said, that fourth quarter, I think, was huge. And I think it to be able to close out a game like that, maybe hopefully we'll portend more of that to
2: come. And it's funny, the way that the coaches have tried to kind of divvy up the rotation and the minutes, Jose Alvarado is playing, you know, the vast majority of whatever total minutes he plays are coming in the second and the fourth quarter. Um, the way that the, they've started out in the third quarter where you, you mentioned that they came out sluggishly, it didn't look very good. It, it does make you wonder, like maybe they need to start putting Jose on the court more in the third quarter just to see if he can. Cause I mean, he's an instant or do you want to s- keep
1: him as a shot
2: in the arm, you know, right. just kind of waiting off the bench in case you need it. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, the, the way the guys played lately, it's just like everybody in the building wants to see him out there for 48 <laughs> eight minutes, which yes. I, I know isn't going to happen. And he'd probably need like an IV the way he plays <laughs> if, if, we, yeah. if they put him out there for 48 minutes every game. Yeah. But, uh, but, but, but yeah, he was fantastic. And I mean, another guy off the bench besides Jose, Larry Nance, has been so good lately. He's actually upping his scoring even lately, which isn't something that I think the team really looks for him to do or needs him, him to do. Yeah. Right. And so that's been a, a big boost as well. Um, yeah, he's what, 19 points. Yeah, he had uh, 19. Yeah. And he talked about how he, I think the term that he used after the game last night, which I thought was funny, was he said something like, I'm just doing drills out there. I'm doing like the Mike and drill. I'm doing yeah, like talking a about how layup easy drill. the other guys make his, his job. Right? Yeah. He's just and he's right at the doorstep. He's right on the baseline, and he's just finding an opening in the defense. And somebody's handed it off to him for a dunk. He had a reverse dunk that was another, again one of the top highlights of the game last night. And he's he's just doing so much, even just beyond the stats and the stuff that shows up in the box score with what he's doing defensively. He's another player that the coaches are just in a position where it's like, you got to get this guy on the court.
1: Yeah. He's also like a coach on the court. I mean, Mm -hmm. his IQ is great. I mean, he's just such a great locker room guy and you brought him up a little bit before. So, and we got to talk about him. Dyson Daniels. Look, I made fun of all the message board, Twitter people being like, where's Dyson Daniels minutes. Where's Dyson? Why, why not play Dyson coaches messing it up with Dyson. And then Dyson Daniels goes out there and proves them correct, I guess. Because, uh, man, he 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 definitely bought himself some minutes with that performance.
2: Your, your, your message board accent, I'm trying to, like, locate what that accent actually is. Yeah, but yeah it's like Metairie or West <laughs> Bank. I can't. it's some, some mix of the two, maybe. But, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I think Larry Nance actually, kind of funny, uh, seemed like he was going on a mini campaign last night after the game for – Dyson because he was saying you know if you play like that you're going to earn yourself more minutes I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to see him on the court more often Um, one of the things I noted this morning he's only 26th in the NBA among all rookies in total minutes so a guy that was picked eighth in the draft obviously if you just look at that in a vacuum you think that this guy would be on the court a lot more but for most teams he would right and that that was capital invested and that's exactly what Larry Nance talked about he said you know for the vast majority of the teams in the NBA, he'd be playing regular minutes. I mean, there might be some teams where he would start or be close to a starter, maybe like a sixth or seventh man and somebody that... Out of sheer necessity. Right, right. and as you watch him play, you're like, yeah, maybe this guy is a starter. Um, We haven't seen enough of him to have like a full, at least from my perspective, I'll speak for myself, I haven't seen enough of him to have a total grasp of like what he's capable of if he was playing 30 minutes a game say or 25 minutes a game but man in the time that he's been on the court how can you not be just encouraged and excited about the potential that he has
1: i mean talk about grabbing the ring it seems like every time he hits the floor there's something some crazy trophy he's putting in his case he got a steal yeah. on Luca. he got mm-hmm. a block on ja moran mm-hmm. he came off the bench ice cold and got a couple of free throws you know like it, it always seems like whatever he does in the few minutes
2: yep. he gets it's clutch And it's funny, too, I'm sure – I can almost guarantee that this has not entered his mind whatsoever, but his two really huge games were the games on TNT, the national TV games that he had against Dallas when they were super shorthanded, and then in the game against Memphis, that was also a Turner game. So he he seems to rise to the occasion as well. Two dramatic games, too. Whether Whether it's the superstar that he's going against, Luca in the Dallas game or John Morant in the Memphis game. And with the spotlight of everybody watching, he uh, he has really delivered with a couple great performances. I'm pretty confident as well that the coaching staff is not saying, let's save him for the uh, games on national TV because that's when we know he's yeah, going to yeah. dominate. Yeah, keep him in a glass case. <laughs> but, uh, but, and I, I don't think there's too many national TV games coming up, but hopefully uh, for his sake and, and the team, if they're able to figure out a way to get him on the court, I mean, I'm, I'd be happy to see him play play even more than he has been lately yeah
1: yeah. i mean it seems like he, he got himself minutes he definitely didn't hurt himself uh jim's actually got a great twitter poll going on right now uh speaking of that mavericks game speaking of this memphis game both crazy down to the wire fun fulfilling in your soul games if you're a pelicans fan uh so what's been pelicans best conference victory early in the season and why uh, for Western Conference Wednesday Wednesday follow Jim at Jim underscore Eichenhofer on Twitter to vote in this. Um so it's look you got 29.8% for the Mavericks, which is my vote by the way. I'm still a Mavericks. That that win was huge. Shorthanded against the the full steam Mavs. Yeah. Uh October 30th at Clippers, uh 3.2%. November 4th at Warriors. 3.2%. Again, Warriors seems like a good win because it's the Warriors, just the name I was the trying marquee. to throw people
2: off there by putting yeah, that as one, but, of, the, know, they, they one were, of the entries. They were pretty bad. But yeah, yeah. No,
1: November 15th versus the Grizzlies. Again, that, Grizzlies sort of feels like a, it's almost like beating the Falcons a little bit. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think mm-hmm. New Orleans Pelicans fans hate the Falcons like Saints fans do. Mm-hmm. But they're in-division rivals. One and two. Dr- number one, number two draft pick. Yep. Uh, both kind of... Gritty, you know, smaller uh, market, smaller market mm-hmm. cities, and both up young, up and coming teams, you know, and it it seems like we kind of we're each other's sort of testing stick.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was something I thought about after the game last night. The Pelicans are three and zero in the Southwest Division. It's funny because the league really has reduced the importance of divisions. Really, people just look at conferences. But to me, I still feel like there is a little bit of a significance to when the Pelicans play Houston, um, when they play Dallas, and then when they play San Antonio. I mean, some of the fan bases of those teams fluctuates depending on how good they are, and that affects, for example, how many people you see in the arena. We used to see a lot more Rockets fans in Smoothie King Center going back two, three years than you do now. But I still still think, though, that um, winning those games is important. You're also talking about teams that – Not just the proximity um, on the map that they are to New Orleans, but also just these are the teams that you see the most often. You play all of them four year, four times every season automatically. Um, So it's it was it's been nice to get these these um, few wins that they've had against those teams. In terms of the poll, Joe, I was expecting the Grizzlies to win the poll, but by a much smaller margin than what they're leading by right now over the Dallas game. I agree with you to to an extent that. They don't let you vote in your own polls, but I probably would have voted for Dallas just because of the circumstances of the Pelicans had multiple guys out. It wasn't just Zion was out against in the Dallas game, it was also Ingram and Her story game. Right. And so um I don't know if Dallas took the Pelicans a little bit lightly or they let their guard down when they saw that a lot multiple guys were out, but but yeah, that was a that was a tremendous win and um the other options, I mean, I guess I put four options out there because they give you four options. So what the heck? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought the Clippers would get a little bit more votes because, you know, that's a good road win. I mean, Kawhi didn't play that game, but nonetheless, that was a quality victory. Yeah. Um. And yeah, Golden State, that was just, yeah. that so was there. People who just know a name on a T-shirt, right.
1: you know, they, they, you might get a few votes there. Uh. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely some recency bias because that Grizzlies win was great. Uh, but you know what? I'm I'm not here to to yuck anybody's yum. I was about to talk some smack. You know what? Vote how you want. I'm just saying how I did and why I did.
2: Right. We we try to be we try to be nonpartisan on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know as as
1: much as we can be. <laughs> uh, the, the atmosphere, by the way, I gotta say, in the Smoothie King Center, uh, speaking of that game, was electric. And it would be great if there were more. Just more relevance to the conferences. It would be great yeah. for those four games to be something to get up for, mm-hmm. and because they generally do happen naturally. And if you have a football team, generally they're in their your in conference rival. Pelicans fans sort of are, and Grizzlies too. It seems like they do have a
2: natural little friendly rivalry yeah. going right now. I think it's building. I mean, you're right. There's no comparison between this and what the Saints and Falcons have, at least at this point, but. I think there's some growing, you know, hatred is too strong of a word, but dislike maybe they get up for one another. Yeah. I feel
1: like you know they are they they definitely feel like they want to test one another. Stephen Adams wants to go up against Jonas. They have a little you know stakes since they mm-hmm. flip flop teams. Uh, I feel like Ja and Zion always have something to prove against each sure. other. You know,
2: it's just it's it's a fun matchup. And I think. You know, I probably jumped the gun on this going back a year or two, saying, like, this is a rivalry in the NBA. But I do think that as time goes on, especially if the Pelicans continue to win more, I mean, the Grizzlies have established themselves as one of the best teams in the Western Conference based on they were a two-seed last year. Mm-hmm. They're off to a good start as well this year. I think if both teams reach that same level of the of the league, and specifically the West and the Southwest Division, I think you could see this become one of the – better rivalries in a game that everybody wants to tune in constantly for. I mean, the fact that TNT picked this as a game that they put on their network um, shows you something. It just seems like Memphis, New Orleans is 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 on ESPN or TNT or NBA TV quite a bit. Yeah,
1: and, and it seemed like maybe TNT was getting another bummer game with Zion being out. However, on the other side, you had Jaron Jackson making his big return for the Grizzlies, but it ended up being an exciting game Excellent game. Now, Jaron Jackson only scored, what, seven points?
2: Yeah, he looked uh, rusty. Yeah, it was
1: 3 of 14. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. we understand that. B.I. came back. Sure. He, he had some rust to knock off as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, no Zion again tonight. But uh, and just what a it, it was one of those wins that just – it's like hot soup on a cold day. It just feels somehow a little warmer, a little
2: better. Yeah, it really does. And I think in the context of the homestand, it was huge to be able to go – to two and one, as we've talked about before. I mean, the the last part of this homestand is not easy by any means. You got Chicago tonight that we talked about earlier. Um, Boston might be playing the best basketball of any team in the league, and they're coming in Friday. Yeah. And then we have Golden State next Monday to wrap it up. So, I mean, I th- it's very important to get home wins. And it felt like you said it felt really good to be able to beat Memphis and go up one zero in the season series against them. They play them again next week in Tennessee. So. I will look forward to that as well. Listen to them on
1: 99.5 WRNO. Graphs calls during those will make you have a heart attack. Uh, Jim, it's, you know what? It was, it was great having you on as the mystery guest. I think I'm going to bring all these fog and light machines to the arena tonight so that you can make the same entrance into the media room.
2: Awesome. I'm looking forward to that as well. And I know I'm going to be on the pregame show, so maybe I can be the – Pre-game show with Gus, mystery guest yes. as well.
1: Yeah, you're like the masked singer just all the time now. <laughs> just you're the mystery guest everywhere
2: you go. I don't want to go overboard with it though, because then it won't be, people will expect it. But yeah, but yeah, uh, but yeah whenever I'm needed, I'm, I'm there. To well, pinch it, clutch, clutch, man, appreciate it.
1: Woo, mystery, excitement. Revelations on the Pelicans podcast. Uh, Jim, the mystery guest uh, thing was fun. You can take off all your makeup uh, and paint and wig. That was was amazing, man. (laughs) The glitter will come out of the carpet, I promise. Look, tonight, Pelicans facing the Bulls. Be loud in there. We want that same atmosphere again tonight. We want it every single time they play in the Smoothie King Center. And then again, more home games. You got the Celtics coming in, as you talked about, Jim. Uh, that game might strike fear into the hearts of some. I ain't scared. And then you got the Golden State Warriors coming back. Not sure if they're going to be full strength this time or not. We shall see. Drama, drama. Uh, and in between then, we're going to have another podcast. On Friday, we
2: will have an actual guest who actually exists. A for really real guest. Looking forward to it. No no mystery, no, no drama for that. But as you said, the... I, I'm looking at some of these games coming up as just more of an opportunity, not so much, you know, like a fearful thing. I I look forward to Friday for the Pelicans to be able to show what they can do against Boston, and yeah. hopefully just continue to to demonstrate that they're ready to move to a different level in terms of their performance, but also the standings and just the way that they're viewed around the NBA.
1: No, absolutely. These are the measuring sticks that that they need. So we will see some some fun stuff, some exciting games to get to. If you haven't been out to a Pels game yet, hurry up and do it. The podcast, as always, is presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi. That is Jim Eichenhofer, the mystery man himself. Until then, we'll see you on Friday. Go Pels.
0: Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com the Pelicans mobile app, or you can
1: subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.
0: This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. It's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke. This is our very first episode
2: as Locatora Radio for the My Cultura Network. We're beyond thrilled. We're in a legitimate studio space, and we have not seen the inside of one of these in many years.
0: Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta, At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators make sure you never get faked over. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's smart to use a smartphone or smartwatch, but you
0: should also be smart about your money. With a U.S. Bank Smartly Checking Account, our Smart Rewards Program gets more ways to earn, save, and invest. It's the checking account that grows with you and rewards you with exclusive benefits. You get access to free trades and wealth management services too. Now that's smart. Open a U.S. Bank Smartly Checking Account in under five minutes at usbank.com/slash Smartly. Deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, member FDIC. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring?